Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O. And I'm Scarlett Johansson. All right, another celebrity guest. Um, <laughs> I, speaking of celebrity guests, we have we have a, this is a big show tonight. Not only do we have returning guests coming on, uh, the Geeks Who Eat Sarah and Matthew Stubbs. Hello, hello. Hello. But also, Sarah was gracious enough to uh, help us get a guest, an actual legitimate, like, big kind of guest, like a director. Yeah, I said it, kids. I know. You're not paying for this episode either, so you better fucking follow. Um, but yeah, we have uh, the director, um, Harrison Smith, or B. Harrison Smith. Um, his or Mr. Inter- Harrison, as you are. Or Mr. Harrison, as referred to him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was kind of hoping that wouldn't get dropped in the beginning of the show, but it did. So, in the words of uh, one of uh, a great line in an episode of Rick and Morty, uh, when did I lose control? Uh, <laughs> but yes, uh, so we have them on, but that interview will be coming on a little bit later in the show. You'll hear that. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit. Steve's going to do some editing tonight, kids. What? Oh, damn. It's probably going to turn out horrible. So uh, <laughs> it's like the interview. I'm just like, shit, I forgot to record it. And I'm just all like, how was your movie? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was actually a really good interview. And I want to thank uh, Sarah and uh, 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 Matthew. And also Anna asked a really good question. So kudos to all of them. I just basically was just like, I was a moderator. So if you're looking for moderators at Phoenix Comic Con, I know how to Phoenix do that. Phoenix Comic Fest. Yeah, it's Fest now. What's okay? I'm sorry. We're going to dive into stuff. You're a moderator. You don't even know the no. name of the <laughs> I need to ask about that because that's why I haven't done anything with it because I kept getting Fest. And I'm like, I don't want to. No, I'm not with the Fest. I'm looking for Con, Phoenix Comic Con. So is like, there. I don't want an infestation. Basically, because of the whole thing with uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con and getting sued by San Diego Comic Con. Oh, I didn't know and that. And Phoenix Comic Fest, then Phoenix Comic Con kind of came in and from what I understand this is all hearsay I don't know this 100% because I don't work for Phoenix Comic Fest but from what I heard they were helping Salt Lake City and they were kind of like coming to their aid and defense and then San Diego turned around and was like oh hey Phoenix Comic Con you're next oh shit because Phoenix Comic Con is probably one of the largest in the nation. Like, I mean, it's 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 big as legitimate competition in terms of square footage and in terms of traffic and, and in terms of celebrities. Yeah, celebrities yeah. and stuff like that. Well, in location, because like, I mean, it's cheaper to stay here than it is to stay in LA. Like, man, That's when we true. stayed at San Diego Comic Con, we we rented an Airbnb and we still paid like. For like three nights, I think it was like four or five hundred dollars, and that was cheap. Good lord, that was cheap because 
the uh, the hotels downtown are like five and six hundred dollars a night. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I mean, when, when people noise. are when people are driving here about you know one hundred and seventy five a night at you know the Renaissance or the Hyatt, that's nothing. Yeah, like still pocket change. Comparatively, okay. So yeah, Some so it's fest now. Change, but, so yeah. yes, now, now it's fest. fest. Now it's fest. So Phoenix Comic Fest. Um, speaking of which, uh, are you allowed to talk about the stuff you're going to be doing there, or do we have to hold off on? We that? haven't really finalized it yet, I'll but we will. Um, we're trying, I should say, to have a panel, and so um, if all things work out for us, we will be hosting a panel on how to throw a horror movie party. Woo! And just to specify, that's horror, not horror. horror. Like (laughs) I heard the first time and I was very confused. Hannah's got something on her mind. There are no scantily clad women except for cosplayers going to be at this panel. (laughs) Nice. Slutty cosplayers. Yeah, because I mean that's... You can't slut shame them, Anna. (laughs) I wasn't slut shaming them. I'm just calling them out for that they are. Yeah, she was slut celebrating them. Exactly. Slut celebrating. Hashtag slut celebrating. We got a new one, kids. It's slut liberating. Slut liberating. Oh. <laughs> what was the what was the bunk thing? The bunk bunk. 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 Hashtag bunk. bunk bunk and hashtag bunk dumb bunk. butler. Yeah, and dumb butler. Dumb butler. Yeah. I and still then, want. I yeah, still yeah. want a t-shirt. Raven, I hope you're listening. I really want the bunk bunk shirt. And I came up with hashtag shake your badge because of a rant I went on. Couple of so, episodes. Yeah. Ago. Because yeah. Basically a security guard got after me at work for well, not don't having say my that. badge. Just the episode so people go back and listen. I don't remember what episode it was. I don't either, but I was trying to just <laughs> yeah. yeah, the whole bunk bunk. I'm gonna have to go like remember how my clever well, that, shirt went. That, I had a clever shirt to go with. That it. one's easy to find because that one was That was our insidious one. That was just the insidious. Yeah, so insidious just like with the title of this one. So or no, yeah. Insidious the Last Key, that's what it was. Yes. But yes. But yeah, you you got uh yelled at for not having your badge at works and then we came up with shake your badge. Too. Hashtag shake your badge. I do know it was the two hour episode that we did. Yeah, but I so, can't but I you. can't remember. Speaking what of else insidious, it was. the last key. Yes. I read some horror news today that I'm so excited about, and I'm sorry that I'm cutting into your no, horror news segment because I read it today and I lost my mind. Lynn Shay is gonna be attached to a new horror movie. Really? Yep. What yeah. And, and which movie is that? I just forgot. <laughs> Oh really? I just it? forgot. I know. I, I can't wait. That sounds exciting. That sounds like an amazing horror movie. Thanks, guys. You know what, it now, is? what was it, Matthew? You knew. Matthew knew. It's oh no, the Grudge. The Grudge. I remember. Oh, this is going to be the remake the, of the Grudge. Oh, oh. They're reimagining the Grudge series, oh, and Lynn Shay is attached, and I'm so excited because hashtag Team Lynn Shay. I mean, she, she's so compelling. She's, she's such a talented be, actress. So like, she'll she'll just put that movie on her back and carry it. She well, the problem is though, she's only going to be having a small part in it. She's going to be playing the little cat boy. So, <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> about, take it back. I did take it back. Take it back. I, first off, I went for the joke, and it worked. So. We're kicking him off Team Lynchay. <laughs> he can't be on Team. <laughs> first Lynch off, anymore. I was never on it. <gasps> Not like that. I meant like I enjoy her stuff with that, but no one ever sent me an invite to be like, hey, you want to be a part of your team? Because just like in school, I was always picked never. Um, <laughs> no, not, not last. even last. Like, never. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, we're done. Steve's like, what the hell? We'd rather have uneven teams and have you on the thing. Why are you always running away? <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
Okay, so anyways, sorry, I had to, ex- I had to oh, no, explode good. with excitement over that. But so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to talk a little bit of shop, and then we get to dive right into everything. But, of course, you can find us on 4iRadio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Citra, Zoom, Marketplace, BlackBerry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, and Google Play Music. And, of course, don't forget to check out our sponsors, such as Amazon.com, but you don't go to Amazon, you go to the Sasquatch.net, click on that Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do. Damn, that um, is impressive. Yeah, it's funny because I do have a script, but I barely look at it. Um, That's his only talent. Yeah, <laughs> barely looking at scripts. I'm like, I got this Titanic movie. Paint me. <laughs> yeah, that's the role I went for. Apparently, they're looking for a woman. Go figure, fucking James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sexist. But anyways, but uh, we are finally back from Ireland, so we didn't have a show next week. But before we catch up on a little bit of our shit. I want to know what are the geeks who eat been up to? What are some new stuff you've been working on? I've been seeing a lot of a lot of great recipes and a lot of movies banging for your bucks. Like you guys just got to see the new Pacific Rim movie. We did Pacific Rim. We made we came up with um, glazed popcorn yeah. with you know flavored with Jaegermeister. Obviously, like Jaegers, Jaegermeister. It was, it was Jaeger glazed. Popcorn. Oh, I love it. Jaeger. Totally, <laughs> yeah, totally all in the name. It was, it was fun. We did. Um, what else we do recently? We did. Uh, Thor hammers, you know, some cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 for the Ragnarok uh, release we, of. Uh, we saw Unsane, which is a new thriller with Claire Foy and Joshua Leonard, who was in um, Blair Witch Project way back when. Remember the hot guy, the hot yeah, blonde yeah, guy yeah, with the ponytail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now he plays a creepy dude. Oh, and, and he's, he's still the hot guy with the ponytail. Yeah. Oh, he's the creepy guy with the ponytail. He's, no, no ponytail. Oh, he's oh, the bald he creepy just, guy. Well, that just rendered for he me. Have, he's not bald, but he does look. Yeah, yeah it's we, really, we, yeah. we saw Unsane, super solid. Check it out. Okay, there, it's We're it's kind of kind of like borders on the psychological thriller a little okay. bit, but it's it's definitely it's definitely a horror movie. That's super good. If um, you had to give it Hot Guy and Blair Witch Project ponytails five out of five, what would you give it? How many ponytails? I would say... I, you know, I, 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 it, it depends on which day you'd ask me, but um, well, I'm asking you today, which is a Wednesday. Uh, yeah. It's a three out of five. Okay, I like no. three and a half out of five. I'd see that. Joshua Leonard is really unsettling. Oh, that's so okay. I like that. Three and a short ponytail. Like, he's yeah. he's like <laughs> he's really unsettling. And what's interesting about this movie is like I I read that it was shot to be watched on an iPhone. Oh. Huh. So like, which to me was really intriguing. And like, it's Steven Soderbergh. So like. It's got, like, his, like, I guess, feel, and I'm not really super overly familiar with him, but from the people I know who saw it who are familiar with his work, it was definitely, like, his, okay, yeah, his yeah. look, and mm-hmm. and it was really well done. There are things about it that I found to be a little bit slow. Yeah, I mean, like, the my the short summary of it is, like, it's, um, it's not 100% across the board you know awesome but it does have some like really good aspects so watch it for those really good aspects okay yeah. and visit geeks who eat on facebook because we are giving away run of engagement passes so all you have to do is tell us your favorite thriller and tag a friend i would go with michael jackson's thriller you know what? Somebody actually said that. Oh, dude, that's not a joke. Fuck. I don't know what really classifies as a thriller anymore, then though. I will do a Creep Keeper one and go with, It's full of thrills and chills. 
<laughs> yeah, it's way too much fun with that. It's <laughs> the only chance I get to use it. Oh. Can't really do it on socially out and be like, Hell, Matthew. <laughs> you should. You're looking running. ghoulish this evening. Fuck, if they did that reboot, I would have been <laughs> so in that. So how, how, many, how many times a day at work do you do the Crypt Keys? About zero. Zero. No. zero. The only time I busted out is on this... This hell of it. I actually have a Revenge Lover ad that goes in the front. That's the Crip Creeper for it. So, and I only play it on on the show. So, if you want to hear the Crip, I don't know. Don't actually at work, no one knows I do a shit ton of impersonations. I kind of want to keep it that way. So, yeah. <laughs> so right like, now we have like half our. They'll be like, like do, do this one, do this one. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who that is. <laughs> Everyone always names like these obscene. I'm like, I don't know who that is. I can't help you. Obscene or obscure or obscene, both? Obscene, both. <laughs> They're like, do Aunt Jemima. I'm like, uh, I can't. It's PC. It's not PC. <laughs> yes, we saw Unsane. That was pretty solid. We also saw um, <clears throat> Strangers Pray at Night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious about this one. This is this is not a sequel. It, it is. It's it is? Okay. It is and it isn't. Okay, because a lot of people, like, some stuff I, I didn't read, like, all of it because they always saw the spoilers in those things, but someone said, like, this was kind of almost like a reboot, a reimagining, trying to get it back so on track. I was curious if it's sort of like the Purge versus the second Purge movie where it's, like, it's a similar, like, basically it's in sa- the same universe but just kind of, like, a completely different aspect of it. Um, in 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 some sense, it is just because like the style and the tone of the movie is so much different between the first and the second. So that's that's what people are talking about when they say it's like it's a reboot. Like, well, they, they did change a lot of the feeling of the movie, but the the characters are the same. Yeah, I mean, the, the guy in the mask and uh, it's the doll, man in the mask, doll face, doll and, face and pinup girl and pinup girl still still there, and they're still like the exact same characters. Like and Spike the dog. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so, so it's it's def it's there's there's really no other way to say it than it's the same and different. Okay. okay. So the, can, the good thing, the good things are the same. Good. Yes. Go for it. Do okay, better. So the first one is like home <laughs> invasion bad. horror. So like it's very much like that home invasion tone, like very like somber and you know very just like low key scary as shit. Okay. This one is way more, like, over-the-top, like, almost 80s slasher feeling. Okay. And you can tell that the director really took a lot from, like, 80s horror and, like, you know, the over-the-top. Like, zoom, zoom lenses. Okay. Like, everyone's talking about, like, the use of zoom lenses. They have these, like, great, like, zooming shots. They're just, like, a slow zoom oh, on, on this detail. Almost like, going back to, uh, spoiler alerts a little bit in the interview about Jaws... But uh, like, kind of like when it does that, like something's in the water and does that zoom in on him, but everything oh, yeah. else kind of everything like, in the background fade, like goes back and like really good forward. zooms. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's but, the best and, way I could describe and, it. Yeah, and they're just they're just a, like this. This uh, movie is so beautifully shot. There's such a fine point on the aesthetic that they achieved, and there's there's two scenes in particular. I won't go into the details to avoid spoilers, but there's two scenes in in particular that are. Beautiful filmmaking. Okay. Yeah, if you only see this movie once, like, because there's a lot of people that I see who are like, oh, I'm just going to wait till it comes out on rental and I'll, I'll pay $3. Don't do that. Do yourself a favor. Even if you hate the movie, you're going to have a better experience with it if you see it on the big screen. There's so much that you need to see this movie on the big screen for that I feel like if you already feel like you're not going to like it, but you still want to see it, you're going to... It's not going to be as good or impactful to you on the small screen. And so 
why even bother at that point? Like, if you're not going to see it on the big screen and you know you're not, like, into it, then don't waste the time seeing it because it's not going to be as enjoyable. Like, yeah. this movie is so... I mean, it's it's kind of fraught with horror tropes, but then I've, I've heard people explain it to me, like, you know, like, we, we celebrate, you know, like, classic slashers, yeah. and they, they're fraught with these horror tropes, too, and then we you know, complain about, you know, modern slashers if they also include the same horror the tropes. tropes. So yeah. it's, it's like, just just get over that, like, come to see the movie that you came to see and just enjoy the, the awesome, beautiful parts about it. Well, I, I'm actually really intrigued because I do want to see it. I just also don't feel like, I, I not feel like, but I also don't know if I'm, like, going to lose anything if I haven't seen the first one yet. No, not okay. at all. And because they don't, the story is not told like in any sort of cohesive way, like okay. to like be, they, they we need to connect it to the first one. Okay, the, the, the killers have like no zero, zero story or motive. They, the, the, but collectively, the killers have one line in the first movie, one line in the second movie, and it's almost the same line. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. you were home. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, even yeah. though that's in the trailer. Basically. Uh, no, it doesn't treat me because as soon as it said, as soon as, like, before the show started, Sarah was saying, like, see it on the big screen. And I'm like, you guys saying that is like, I mean, I'm like, okay, I got to go see it on the big screen because like, it's like, we yeah. out of the theater, both of us were like, you know what? It was pretty, but it wasn't that good. The yeah. more we thought about this movie, the we could not stop talking about this movie. We... We're still talking about this yeah. movie at home. Like, we just keep going back. And then we listen to the Shockwaves podcast because they did an interview with the director. Okay. And it's the same director as 47 Meters Down. Oh, okay. And Which is on so, Netflix, people. So if you haven't seen that. Great movie. But so hearing <laughs> him explain things out more really, like, solidified how much I really enjoyed really this movie. Really enjoyed it. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, wait. Wow. What, now you're telling me this, wow, like, there's just so much about it that, like, you think about it, and yes, it has a stupid as hell story. It's not good. It's yeah, not, yeah. like, but the aesthetic and the amount of, like, thought that went into creating the world they are in and the I mean, visuals. you're probably not going to fall in love with the, uh, the the characters, like, but, I mean, it you'll probably root for the killers more in the beginning. No, right? that's fine. I'm good and, with that. And what's interesting about that I root for is, them all like, the time. that was kind of the point that they were trying to make, though. Yeah, like, I know. And that's kind of what's funny about this is because typically in a slasher movie, you, you're supposed to root for the good guy. Yeah. But in this one, it's sort of done in such a way that you really don't want to root for the good you guy. You kind of are finding, like, ways that it just, like, what it's the killer... Like, like, what the killers are doing, you're like, well, that's just... It's not like House of a Thousand Corpses, <laughs> where you have Mary, who yeah. is just so unlikable and bitchy, yeah, that yeah. you're like, oh, she deserves to die. None of these characters deserve to die, but, but you, you just still don't... side more with the killer? Yeah, you just don't like them enough to care. Yeah. Like, you're just like, well, you know like what? Me the I, I would rather watch oh, God, I the, the movie. cool killer than but watch there, the survival. Is, there is hope for the characters about halfway through the through the movie, like, some of the characters develop Spoilers. enough where you, where you like them. No, like, he's not, he's not telling you which characters. He's basically just explaining every saying, single horror movie she did. Yeah. <laughs> You'll, you, you will get invested. You know when, like, Jason's trying to kill somebody yes, and then that least, person finally is like, fuck this guy, you know. There's at least one character in this movie who develops enough that you actually care about them. Okay. And you're like, Wow. And then the best scene in the whole damn movie involves this person. So, okay. even more so, and the soundtrack for this movie is amazing. Very perfect. Like, it's an 80s soundtrack. 
Oh, perfect. Oh, and Matthew's, uh, other Matthew's going to be yeah, all over yeah, that Matthew's as well. Yeah, Matthew's going to die for this soundtrack. Like, what's the song that I'm obsessed with? I kind of want to try to see that this weekend. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, Total Eclipse of the Heart is in this movie, and it's so good. And they, oh, use, it, they use it to stunning effect. Yes. That, that like, Honestly, yeah. like, if like you guys want to go see this movie, like, we will go see it again. It was that damn good. I yeah, want to shoot for this weekend to try to see it. Oh, so. yeah. We're planning on seeing it at least one more time before it leaves theaters. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm wearing the shirt. Like, I'm no, yeah, I, I so, about the shirt. Yeah, like. I, I saw your picture, and I was like, that's amazing. And then I felt bad because it's like everyone's been like I've been trying to adjust to normal time apparently still because I've been pat like I'll be on the couch for watching The Office and I'll be like oh shit <laughs> you know kind of thing so adjusting from Ireland but yeah it's like I saw the picture this morning with the masks and everything and then as soon as you walked in I was like oh which is weird because I don't know why the strangers remind me of this and I don't know if you've ever played the game especially the new one's going to be coming out I think at the end of this week but Far Cry I mean. Boy, I mean, what what aspect of Far Cry is reminding you of the Strangers? That's what I'm trying to like. There could be something in there. I'm just not sure. Basically, what it is. what I'm thinking is like you know these three just renegade people, you know, just like like basically just doing whatever the fuck they want, and that's kind of like Far Cry. It's like in the third one, which is the probably the first one that I played. Which yeah, I know, not a real gamer or whatever. Um, but it's like the first one I play, it's like the, these guys like capture your friends, and then you have to escape, and like your brother, who's like a military person, like he ends up dying. So then you're the one that has to kind of save everybody. But you're on like this fuck. Basically, you're gonna get sold as slaves. The storyline for the third one, but it's like being able to do whatever the fuck you kind of want, and then you're just like, you know what? Fuck these people. I'm gonna fuck and, their shit up. And so that that like absolute like freedom, uh, like terrible absolute freedom, is what these you know the, like these like, like they the have. Like, yeah, like they don't. Yeah, like they don't. They're like, whatever. I kill you. I don't care. Like it's like I won't have any physical emotions. Stuff they like have that. no remorse. And yeah, and that's like how these people that you're fighting against in these games, like they have no remorse. They're like, whatever. I'll fucking kill this that's, person. I'll sell that person. You yeah, know? that's ab- that's absolutely the design of the strangers' characters. Is the the killers? Is their they have absolutely zero. Like they have personalities, is, but they have absolutely zero. Like they have. Like every part of their character is developed except for the motive to kill these people. Why they're doing it. And it's funny, it's like, as I say that now, now I think about it, it's like, actually, it should be reminding me more of, you know, like the Purge movies with Far Cry, because that makes a little bit more sense with, like, being able to do whatever the fuck you want. But I don't know, just for whatever reason, it's just like, just like someone breaking into your house and then just, like, basically torturing you pretty much for no fucking motive whatsoever, just for the fact of, spoiler alerts, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see that parallel. I, I mean, it also... I could be completely wrong, and also I've been very centered lately, so... Um, <laughs> I could just be talking. Um, <laughs> rewatch The Strangers, also the first one. Well, I, I, haven't, watched watched it. It. I haven't even seen not, it. Not because it's related, but we just rewatched it. And it's, I hadn't seen it since it first came out, because at the time I saw it, I was not a, like, home invasion horror fan. I was... That was, like... I was deep into my gore porn phase. Like that's the one with Liv Tyler, right? I yes. want, oh, yeah, I'd love to see her die. So, I want to have a her. t-shirt of that. What did you just say? Gore porn. Gore deep porn? into my gore porn phase. Deep into the gore porn. <laughs> I want like, such a good. T-shirt. I want a t-shirt of that. Like hashtag gore porn. And then on the back, you can just put like either like Freddy's like claws or like Jason's mask. But, like, that or something was like because like that. that was like when like the Saw series was popular. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. Hostile. So I was like the gorier the better and da 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 and like. <laughs> This movie put a is reverse bear so trap on the back of that T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so like this movie was like way more subtle, and it was like it's somber. It's such a like the movie itself. Aside from people dying and getting murdered, it's a very 
big, like, downer movie. Like, the start of the movie is a downer. Okay. So there's nothing, like, uplifting about this movie. There's no tone in this movie that's... Where it brings you, like, it has the high, and then as soon as they hit the shit, you're like, oh, fuck, and then they keep just getting more and more. I mean, think about, uh, what was it, like, season five of Walking Dead, where they just, like, this... Rick and everyone just gets beaten into the dirt by Negan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that—that sense of just like, like getting beaten. Like down. You're, like you're just waiting for it's like okay, where's the uprising? Where's the, and it never happens. And it doesn't happen, kind That's of thing. Like, yeah, I actually had a similar experience watching the movie The Descent. Like that entire movie is like just movie. such a like. I love that movie because it was one of my first like horror movies that I saw, and it was the very first like horror movie that I saw that actually like made me like freak out and like actually scream when I was oh, watching it. It's but, in like, my like top five. Everything in that movie is such a fucking downer, and you just expect some sort of like hope so, at the end, so and think, it always dies. So think how. So think of that. Like sorry, so that, yes, because I just remember that movie the movie has right. like an unhappy like tone. Ish, but there's moments of humor. The when, when they're the girls are all like, you know, when, when she like picks, just she picks the fun. bad girl on the leg and runs out. Like there's moments of that movie where it's like it's like a girl's kind night, of, you know. <laughs> but they do have like their little slumber party and they're joking and they're laughing and like yeah, but uh, the whole point of the whole like slumber party in the first place is yes. what happened at the beginning of the movie and you're like what True. the. <laughs> but The Strangers has none of that. There are no laughing points to this movie. Like, there is no point in this movie ever where it feels like it is not tense. It starts tense. Like, they get home and they're uncomfortable and they're unhappy for various reasons. And so it's like this, like... Constant, on the edge. It's just feeling. constantly unhappy. And it's so, like, the tone there is different. But, like, in... You know, part two, it's a little bit more vibrant. The music's more bright. Like, it, it's very much an 80s slasher movie versus, like, a home invasion movie. Basically, I was going to say, if people watched it or listened to our review on it, but Open House. Oh, God. It's a terrible movie, but the fact Ugh. that that whole movie does not have any ups to it. It's all fucking downhill throughout, right from start to finish, and you're just like... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So there's no it's just like a fucking grease light to depression. Yeah, oh, it, it, yeah. yeah. It's it, I don't know if you guys have seen we it or whatnot. It. We did watch it. Yeah, but yeah, you remember it's, it's like the beginning. It's like spoiler alerts. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who or if you haven't watched it by now, you're probably not going to watch it. Um, but it's like literally, it's like oh, your dad's died. Oh, we lose everything in the house. Oh, we have to stay at this open house that your si- your successful sister has basically. Oh creepy guy lives in the house oh you die it's it's like it was like no there was no like uplifting like even there was the, no happiness even period. them they kept fighting butting heads and stuff but there was no like like oh remember that time with dad it's like oh yeah yeah was there was fun. like, like no there was reconciliation no, nothing for these people <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's uh it's it just like, made me go like oh, i'm gonna do that when i go to an open house now <laughs> and it just made me go wow and i thought my family was fucked up <laughs> But yeah, so I get that. Like, just a consistent, just it's just it's like because even even the way the movie is shot is very somber. Oh, like very, all of the colors are like very like muted brown, muted brown, and muted green, and muted white. It's funny like, they, and it's dark and it's you it, know it's, the killers don't say anything. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like you know, and most of the scenes with them, they just kind of are standing there. It's yeah. not like they're running around like. You know, Jason chasing after people. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're just standing there while the the victims are like 
oh my god, I'm freaking out. And they're just like standing there. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. I feel Watching. like that's it's, most likely just a lot more creepy than actually like having a chase scene. Yeah. It's just having, because like, oh, yeah. like I brought this up before in one of the podcasts that we did where it was that Steven Spielberg movie that went straight to TV where it's like this, uh, like it's a semi-truck driver that's like chasing down this guy in a car and you never see the semi-truck driver's face. Oh yeah, it's in the episode about open house and you never see the semi-truck driver's face and you never get a reason for why it's going on. And it's just like, it's the most bizarre and like creepily filmed movie that I've ever seen just because like you literally have no resolution. You end the movie and you're like, well, Why? And you never get an answer, and it's so frustrating, but it's so interesting at the same time because you're like, I want to know why, and you never find out why. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. But yeah, now you're actually like, I really wanted to see that movie when it came out, and then I kind of forgot about it, and now you're kind of Scream Factory just released not too long ago a box set with, or not a box set, but like a special edition of it. And the fancy box. Yeah, fancy box. Fancy. And so now I like, I really, I haven't done it yet, but I do want to go through and watch like all the bonus features. I become become such a bonus feature. Oh, I love bonus features. I've been watching them, like, on, like, I've been going through all my movies, and, like, I'm like, ooh, let's watch this special featurette, and let's, ooh, let's watch this commentary, and I still need to go through the special features on Shape of Water, and... So, this has nothing to do with horror whatsoever, but if you ever get the chance, watch the commentary for Lord of the Rings, like, the extended version, with uh, Billy Boyd and Dominic, or uh, Dominic Monaghan, like, doing the 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 commentary like they're fucking hilarious like oh my god like seriously you will die laughing sorry that again this has nothing to do with anything but like it literally will just like make you cheer up what like that so was quickly. surely in a horror movie at some point uh well Dominic Monaghan was in Lost um I don't know scary. what scary Billy Boyd was in I don't think he's really been in much he's more of a singer than anything but yeah yeah but yeah they're both like super funny. I have no idea when, when did I lose control. <laughs> <laughs> About twenty minutes ago. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else is going on. Uh, did you want to talk about Ireland? Uh yeah. Uh, yeah the ha- yeah. haunted castles yeah. in That's Ireland. What we're doing. What about you? Yeah, guys? I, I want to hear about your haunted Irish experience. Castles, not uh, castles, but yeah. Well, yeah, we went to just, two. Just tell me it was a castle. I'll believe it. There what was, was a lot. Of, there was a lot of haunted castles. Castell. <laughs> There were a lot of haunted Castiels. Um, Ah, Supernatural. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of which, I'm excited for this week's episode because it is the Scooby-Doo mashup. So, uh, but yeah, no, yeah, we went to Ireland. We went to a, uh, it's north of Galway. Um, It's a place called Renville. And originally it was a, it was originally, actually it was burnt down and rebuilt because they were trying to get rid of the ghosts. Uh, a little bit of backstory that we found. This, the house is beautiful. Like, I have more pictures to post of that and stuff. That's squeaky as fuck. Like, we were trying to walk around. <laughs> oh, it was, like, the perfect, like, like yeah, is, place. Is that a ghost or a real it was, ghost? It was literally, I like, don't know. It was literally, like, <laughs> and I literally was, like, no joke, walking on my tippy toes at some point because I didn't want to wake people in rooms and stuff. I was, like. And even and then it was, like. No, no, like, not, no, no, not going to lie. I was tippy toeing. Didn't hear shit. I was like, it works. Like, you always see it in shows and shit, and you're like, ah, this is bullshit. I was like, oh, it fucking works. I felt like Scooby-Doo in the gang. Yeah, it didn't work <laughs> for me, but apparently I have a so really now, step, so. so now, like, when horror movies are like, we feel that they're over-exaggerated with, like, old squeaky houses, now you know. It's I know, it's definitely shit. not 
an exaggeration. Yeah, it's just not exaggeration. <laughs> it was like a nuts. whole new appreciation for like Insidious and the Conjuring. And I was all those movies, I, like I had my I almost brought my my uh, digital camera, which is where I took all the pictures and stuff on, but like I left it at home. But I'll have to show you guys. Like there's yeah, a, we, there's a picture that I took of like this one random painting that was in the library, and it was creepy as fuck. Like the dude <laughs> has like two different colored eyes in the painting, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on with they this? Were just like, painting Bowie before his time. It, it proved that Bowie was a time traveler. Like, one of it was just, like, straight white, and then the other eye, like, actually had an iris. Like, it was creepy He's and just weird a blind as hell. Person. Yeah. He, I don't know if he was He was blind blinded or... by magic. Um, Science. <laughs> blinded Science. by the light. Anyways. Anyways, I don't know where you're going with anything. But speaking of the library in the, uh, yeah. in, in the Renville, uh, house basically uh we talked to the bartender um because we're like oh i kind of heard this place was haunted do you have any stories or whatnot she's like i've been looking but i haven't seen anything yet or heard anything yet but she did say that uh the husband and wife who owned the place they used to the wife used to do seances in the library it wasn't the person who owned the place it was uh, there's a writer named yates i don't remember his first name but it was somebody yates and he and his wife would do seances Sorry, did I? No, you're fine. I just like how I look like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> I'm like the you husband and wife you didn't own look it. Look like an idiot. You looked forgetful. No, um, but uh, yeah, no. I thought that was kind of interesting, but we didn't get anything from there. Uh, but just the property alone was just beautiful. Like, I mean, you're right there on the Atlantic and stuff. But the bar was really the pub was really cool because we're like every other pub pretty much closed about like midnight uh, in Ireland, and then you'd be like. Oh, we so we finally asked them. They're like, "So how late you guys open?" They're like, "When there's no one in here, then we close." We're like, "Oh, so if we don't leave, he's like, then we're open." And we're like, "We must have spent like four hours." Like, and then we <laughs> fit in your beer. And that, uh, no, 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 actually, they were super, they were super so nice. friendly and everything. Then wow, super cool. nice. Yeah, they were. It was a Ireland was very friendly compared. Like I try to, com- I was, and I shouldn't even compare it to it. But the best way I could relate it. So if you're on Mill Avenue and you're quote unquote bar hopping or you're just walking down. And checking out places, there's a lot of dickheads, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and a lot of college kids over there. Some people are going to be assholes. Over there. Everyone in Ireland was so nice. Like it was just like, oh hi, how are you? Oh, where are you from? Oh, we're from the states. Oh, we're in the states. There was a explaining our weather to them. They were just like, fuck. <laughs> just like you had to like figure it was like Celsius. We had to tell yeah. them or something like that. So and they're like, it was like I was like, it was hundred. It gets up to like 120 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm like, like they're like. <laughs> 40 Holy Celsius. Shit. Yeah, like, yeah you so, out. so basically I learned just to tell them it's all like, so, well, what's the weather like there? I'm like, 50 Celsius. They're like, fuck! <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like every That's time like, how do you handle it? I'm like, how do you handle the cold? I'm like, um, four layers and I'm shit. I absolutely love the weather oh. there, but that's yeah, just me. Say, that's, I, that would be fine for me. Yeah. And actually, too. the best part was we were in Ireland, Ireland and we were in Dublin for St. Patrick's Day. Um, their rugby team beat England, um, and uh, snowing. It snowed in <laughs> in Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. Like you literally cannot like replicate that experience if you try your fucking hardest. Like it was the most amazing, like awesome experience ever. That like, sounds awesome. So I, much I loved all the Instagram photos I saw from you guys of all like the green hats in the crowd. Oh, oh yeah, that was all him. Yeah, that was in, like the t- so there was Those the temple. Awesome. Yeah, the temple bar district uh, where we stayed like in two nights in Dublin. But yeah, so the Renville house was very kind of cool and stuff. But then the other place we went to was in Cork, and it was the Maldron. And it was basically, it was originally, I think it was built in nine. Oh, I, don't I have know it up. Day. Hang on. 
Uh, I just know it was during, like, when basically the 13 colonies were formed. Yeah, so it was uh, started as a North Infirmary Hospital in 1720. It was closed in 1987. In 2008, it was converted into a hotel. So that's great. Yeah, so, like, already, like, after I was like, oh, it was a hospital. Like, you're looking around, you're like, oh, yeah, they did. So they did some remodeling of that. No, what's really creepy, though, is they're like, well, where do you go to smoke? They're like, oh, smoking deck or whatever they call it, which... I have to say, their bar smoking areas are amazing, which I'll, which we'll talk about that. But, like, so you go down basically to the parking garage. <laughs> so you're like, you're like, oh, this is such a deck. So when I tell this story and I tell the other ones, you'll be like, oh, what the fuck? You know, come on, Maldron, get your shit together. <laughs> so you go down there, but it's, like, the gate's there, and so, like, the parking garage for, like, the employees. But right out the back, and it's and I thought it was part of the church, but, no, it's attached to the hotel. Fucking graveyard. <laughs> yeah. Right behind the Like, thing. literally, it's like, okay, so, like, the parking garage is right here, then there's a wall, and on the right on the other side is just graves. Yep. And you're like, alrighty, I can And it's funny, because there's a church right there, but I'm all like, but you can see where the, like, the wall is to, for the graveyard, and you're like, no, that's attached to the hotel. <laughs> oh, I'm going to die. So, so <laughs> tell me, how creaky was the parking garage? Actually, not creaky because it was cement, okay. unfortunately. No, but it was creepy because you weren't there for that. So Pat and I decided to go out for a smoke, and we're sitting out there, and we're the only two out there, and immediately, power went out. <gasps> Wait, <laughs> seriously? And Pat and I were just like, because, uh, and we were just talking about, it's like, it's so crazy that there's like, you know, a graveyard here, this place is supposed to be haunted, and stuff like that, and then we're just talking about like, oh, I'm having a great time, and everything, and all of a sudden it was just like, and we're like, <laughs> okay, now, first off, we went to the rational stuff first. We we're just like, oh, maybe there's motion sensors or something like that. So it's like, wave your hand, nothing happened and stuff. And we're like, okay. And then we're like sitting there for a bit, and then finally it kicked back on. But like, it never happened again. But I was just like, that was kind of like out of nowhere. Just like, Foom. and I'm like, did they forget we were out here? You know, like you're trying to come up with all this stuff. You're like, Let's screw with these Americans. And then, and then it was really, it, it, what's really fucked up about it because usually, like, usually they always give you that little like everything went out, and then sometimes you can get like maybe the moonlight and you kind of see some stuff. It was literally pitch black. Like even looking at like where the graveyard was, it's like I couldn't even see anything. I'm like, fuck, you know it's gonna happen. One of us is gonna take our phone out, put the light on it, and then right when you shine it at the grate, there's gonna be something on the other side, and you're gonna go, oh shit, and you pull your phone away, and then you put it back, and it's gone, and then you're both kind of just sitting there like. Did we see that? No, we didn't see anything. No, there was nothing there. It was just a unicorn. Everything's magical. <laughs> I don't want to go to bed now. You want to see? Huh? You wanted your coffee? You just wanted your coffee all night? Let's talk about let's talk about the universe. How was it formed? Let's go. You know, you just try everything so you don't go to sleep. But that was probably like the only creepy thing that happened at the Maldron for uh, me. For me, like I didn't have anything creepy happen at the Maldron, but I did have a weird experience at the Renville Hotel. Just because, like, uh, like other people were kind of doing their own thing. And it wasn't really an experience so much as, like, I was walking around, like, just kind of, like, taking pictures and stuff. And I got up to the third floor. And, like, it was this weird thing where it was, like, the original, like, apparently, well, apparently the Renville Hotel has burned down twice. So it was rebuilt for the second time in 1950. But it was, like, the original 1950 building, and then it was, like, the there was an extra wing that was built on for, like, additional housing and whatnot. And so, like, in the original building, there's three stories. So I kind of was, like, kind of wandering around looking at stuff, and, like, I went into the library, and, like, the library was amazing. Like, it was super peaceful, and, like, they had really cool books there. But then I was like, oh, I'll go up to the third floor. I got seriously, like, creeped the fuck out on the third floor. Like, 
And there were rooms there that people were actually, like, staying in. And for some reason, I was like, I should not be up here. And I was, like, getting, like, this weird, like, that weird, like, creepy feeling down your spine. Were there any uh, children in white dresses? Unfortunately not, I wish. Come on, Anna, come inside. (laughs) Like my dress? I didn't say funeral (laughs) shroud. He said dress. Um, I'm wearing a white dress. I'm getting pretty for the prom. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like this really weird, like creepy feeling of like I should not be up here, and so I just kind of like I sort of ran downstairs because <laughs> I just got really creeped well, yeah, out. But like, uh, like we, I went up on the third floor with you later, and like it was a little like weird, but it wasn't nearly as bad as when I was up there by myself. So yeah, I think there was something there. I just didn't really feel like appearing that night. So yeah, well, one like, person told me that you should try doing your ghost since around three a.m. We tried. We did one at ten. Nothing happened. And then like at midnight, and I was like, but then I was like, at that time, I was like, I should have gotten a fucking nap in, because like we had to leave like the next day or whatnot. So I was like, all right, so there's no way I'm coming back up here like three a.m. kind of thing. But uh, it's definitely a place. I will say this: definitely a place I would love to check out again. Uh, Renville was pretty much my favorite. Uh, yeah. Ireland. Like I loved all of that I got to see of Ireland. I want to definitely go back. But like, yeah, that was like my favorite. Just like coming outside and boom, there's the ocean. You're just like, oh, this is beautiful, like kind of thing. And this um, was not a horror. St- well, in a way, it was a horror story because like okay. we rented a shitty ass Kia. And like, well, no, this- no. First off, we what we rented, we thought was going to be like a sea breeze out here, like kind of like one of their like almost like off S- sedan, yeah, like of- the sedan yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and this then- was a fucking matchbox. Yeah, then we yeah. got there. Then then Patrick gets there. Yeah, Patrick gets there to pick it up. He's like, "This is not what's in the picture. Like, this is." Oh, no, you're fine. You're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, and basically the way he described it was driving a sponge. Like, he was like, everything is spongy. Like, the, the steering is spongy. The brakes are spongy. I don't think we and, have like, suspension on that car. Yeah. And we literally, whenever we returned the car, he said that there was a gash in one of the tires. Yeah, we have no it, idea. Like, the roads were terrible. And there was a point where I'm pretty sure we got air. Actually, I know we got, we air. got air. We got air in that freaking car because the roads were so bad and it was like pouring rain when he was driving. And I'm like, oh, great. Let's have the only person with PTSD driving the car on the wrong side of the road whenever there's buses out trying to kill us. It was fun. It, it was scary and I was like I trust him like and Steve more than anyone to drive the car because I was like I would fucking suck at this but like there was one point where the road went up and then just dropped out of nowhere and my friend Andrew like slammed his head on the roof and he's like oh my god because he was wearing like a ball cap and the metal point yeah. like slammed into his skull yeah, yeah, I would say that that was kind of a horror experience in and of itself just because like and also like about five or six times at least one of us almost got like seriously run over by the buses. Like they were out for blood. They would not stop if you were in the crosswalk. They just keep going, and you just had to run out of the way. I, it's I, scary. It's, it's I, a pretty good movie title, Blood I, Bus. Yeah, <laughs> our bus is out for blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the tagline was going to be uh, "Not in service," and neither are you. <laughs> um, but there was also a point where I saw like there was just like a random like road that went off into nowhere and there was a bus out on it I was like hey look a bus in this natural habitat <laughs> well we were dying laughing because it was like I was thinking if you guys have ever seen Futurama 
It's the there's an episode where Bender gets hit by a car and then becomes like a wear car and that's all I thought what the buses were at that point. Where <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty much what it seemed wear like. Wear buses. Yeah, wear yes. buses where they're just trying to kill you <laughs> or whatnot. Yeah, because we saw like five or six buses that were like not in service and they almost like just completely yeah. nailed somebody who was just randomly walking. It was creepy as fuck. And they would like come around the corner and just completely disregard like the lane lines. Like it was. <laughs> Creepy. Yeah. I'm bigger than you. I don't care. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty much. much. But yeah, no, definitely, definitely fun. Some of that. I definitely want to check out if there's even more haunted places, uh, like castles or whatnot. Because I was just like, oh, I want to say, I want to see a haunted place. That's what I told my buddy Patrick. And then he's like, oh, I got, I can do one better. You want to stay in a haunted like hotel? I was like, fuck yeah. But like, even if you don't get any experience, if you ever go to Ireland, but like Renville, like even just like just going there and staying there, like at least it's stay beautiful. there two days. It's fucking yeah. beautiful. We've we've stayed in, uh, you know, quote unquote haunted hotels. They didn't. I didn't seem didn't seem very haunted to me. That's because you fell asleep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably this my snore. Well, probably kept the ghost away. He's like, you know, he's like, if there's a ghost here, wake me up in an hour. I mean, I don't even remember exactly what it was, but I totally had like that moment at uh, when we stayed at Hermosa Inn. Yeah, Hermosa Inn. There was um, we we left uh, wine out. But Lon did not like. Lon, yeah, Lon, Lon's a whiskey man. So he was not happy with our wine selection. Yeah, he, really. He, he thumbed his nose at our he wine did. offering. Wait, wait, wait. So back up. What's the story about this? So okay, so uh, Hermosa Inn in Phoenix. It was uh, like it was built by Lon McGargy, who was a Western artist. Okay. And his ghost is said to still walk the premises, and so we stayed in his. The, the room that is most haunted by him, and you're supposed to leave Lon a drink. And we left Lon some wine, because that was what we had available to us, and he did not care for that. Um, he didn't drink it. Didn't show up. Didn't, did I, I swear Zero I Zero creaks. Some, this no, is the I least creaky hotel room. fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I heard stuff. I wanted more creaks. Like I what? didn't get them. Just like, I just, it, like... Creaking? Like somebody in the like in the room because it was like a it's like a suite so it's like yeah, you have yeah. a living room and then a bedroom and I heard stuff in the living room I don't know what it was three rounds of Dawson's Creek <laughs> you know I didn't want to wait <laughs> that Simpsons Halloween special where uh, Willie's putting creek oil on the gate oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no uh, so nothing there but again like. Um, like, but it's like it's just a cool place, like to check yeah. out, and just like even even the like the pub, like the food they had in the pub. Oh, like I, I got like some seafood chowder, which I was just like, oh, I got it. It's right next to the Atlantic. Let's check this out. And then I had a Matthew rent for a moment, which he got a kick out of because I sent them a picture of it. But basically, I ordered oyster, I ordered mussels, and I was just like, oh yeah, because the price is really small, so I'm guessing it's going to be like a little it's like bit six of them. Bucks. They come out with a fucking cauldron. <laughs> And I, literally, he, I, they sent it down in front of me, and, I, my exact, and my exact words were, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but I ate as many as I could, but everybody else was like, if you want some, have some. Cause yeah, you only you shit. were only able to eat, like, half of it. I ate half of it. ridiculous amount. So many muscles. Yeah, it was yes. so many. But it was literally just the Matthew. I was just like, I made a mistake. And actually, it was really cool. Whenever we were at the, the pub at the... Renville, like we met a clam. Oh, an uh, oyster farmer. farmer. Yeah. Oyster farmer. Sorry, 
Yeah, like he was really cool, and like he was like like having like a really cool conversation with us. But yeah, like, and I would say like if you get a chance, if you ever get a chance to go to Ireland, go to the Renville Hotel and stay there for at least two nights, and then also go to Cork and try uh, Luigi Malone's, yeah, which is a restaurant. Cool. Like their food was fucking amazing. Like seriously, it was literally the best steak I've ever had. And it wasn't even necessarily the steak. It was the sauce. I don't know what it was. It was something with rosemary and something with thyme. And it was brown colored. And it was literally like, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I could not. Add, I you're describing a winner to me. Yeah. Oh, it's no, it was <laughs> ridiculous. It was well, I, felt, I felt bad, too, because we get there. And I've been trying to get like other food, not just stuff that I'm used to. But it, I'm there. and I'm just like, I'm, I'm going to get a hamburger. I'm. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm getting a hamburger in a foreign country. <laughs> I don't know what it was made of, but the best fucking beef I've ever had in my entire life. And I even, you don't even like mustard that much. Oh, and yeah. I got him to try the Dijon mustard, and he was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, I was about to put ketchup on my fries, and then I had that. I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So good. Like, but, seriously, I'm pretty sure, most likely, because my mom was saying, like, if. They, if the people in Ireland like had a French cook, their food would be amazing. So I'm pretty sure we probably had a French cook because I don't know what we had, everyone's was food was a fucking amazing. Like we all got different oh, things, and oh, everyone loved we it. We make the best so, food. Actually, yeah, <laughs> France does have amazing food. But too bad we are bitches. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I'm what? allowed to make fun of my own kind. So there. Yeah, touche. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> That was, like, seriously, that was one of the... As dumb as it sounds, like, the food is one of the highlights in Cork. So, like, and the view was amazing. I can't, like, not believe that. I'm talking to the geeks who ate on my... That's why I mentioned... I I travel on my stomach. I want to eat everything I can when I go someplace. That's why why I wanted to mention a little bit of the food and stuff like that there, because I'm like, these guys know food. Um, Yeah, like, that was some of the best, like, steak I've ever had. And, like, I could cut it with a butter knife. Wow, I mean, when you think about it, like, what's... What do they have in abundance in Ireland? Grass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and potatoes. Grass and Grass Guinness. feeds delicious tasting animals. Grass and potatoes. Yeah. Grass and Guinness. And potatoes. Yeah, that's true. Grass-fed Guinness. Grass-fed Guinness. <laughs> Grass-fed potatoes. That was another thing, is Guinness tasted completely different over there. All the alcohol tasted different over there. Yeah, like... It was amazing. The Guinness... I was very like, worried coming back to the States. Here in the <laughs> like, States... I can't, I can't drink the swill anymore. Yeah, well, because, like, here in the States, Guinness has, like, this weird, like, bitter taste to it. So over there, there was none of that. Huh. So, like, there was no, like, bitterness. Maybe one of the ghosts falls. Yeah, I was going to say, is there, is there, do we get a ghost here? Because there's some wall banging going on. Which is or? really funny, because, like, we were sitting with Toby the other night, and, like, on the couch, and he kept, like, looking over. I was like, did we bring something back? What the yeah, hell? He was like, being weird. <laughs> he was being a Or he was staring at the, um, what's it called? The, uh, the gnat that's probably somewhere in the... Oh, maybe. In the apartment, because I saw it this morning. Like, what the fuck? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, just Ireland was fun. I'll be talking more about the trip on other podcasts and stuff like that. But um, I wanted to actually let everyone know. So right now we're going to go ahead and do our interview with uh, Harrison uh, from uh, the movie he just released, uh, Death House. So we're going to give you guys that little interview, and then we will be right back. All right, hello, and welcome back. Yes, this is our uh, interview with uh, director. Uh, now, do you prefer Harrison, B. Harrison Smith, or Mr. Smith? Uh, Harrison is just fine. 
All right. I just want to make sure because some people might be like, or they'll be like, I want to be called by my middle name. I'm like, I don't know that. Well, you should have. <laughs> I'm supposed to add psychic to your list of abilities, right? Uh, Yes. (laughs) I think you missed a great opportunity, though, to request to be called Agent Smith. (laughs) I've heard it it quite a bit. I'm I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yes, so on our show tonight is... uh, Mr. Harrison or Harrison, I keep. I'm going to be calling him Mr. <laughs> Harrison now because I said I, I put a Mr. in front of the Smith, and now that's all I can think of. Um, no. Just think of Harrison Ford, and that'll straighten it out. There we go. Right, right. there you go. So um, yes, but uh, so you are a director, a producer, and a writer. That's correct. Uh, I checked out your IMDb page as well, and I was just like, how have I not known anything about these people? I'm very bad, apparently, when it comes to <laughs> research. But uh, you have a new movie that just came out uh, called Death House. Correct. Um, so if you want to promote that at all throughout the interview, feel free to. I'm not going to charge you for it. In fact, I encourage it. Sure. Um, but uh, I know Sarah and Matthew actually got a chance to actually see this movie. So I want to hand actually the interview over to them because they're going to have the questions that I will not be able to ask because I'm like, uh, so how was it like working with the guy who played Jason? You know, <laughs> hey, that's one of our questions. Get off yeah, of our. I, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, I bet. You know, <laughs> I'm actually actually so that's a that's a great lead in because I'm more curious about um, how it was working with Gunnar Hansen. I mean, you wrote the movie with him before he passed away. So what was it like working with him? Well, I mean, the, the number one thing about Gunner, and I think most people who knew him, was that he was, he was just such a gentle giant. He was just such a quiet um, gentleman is really what he was. And, you know, uh, working with him was, was just so nice because he, he knew that he had a script that wasn't exactly what he wanted and, and what the industry wanted. So... Um, he went through a draft with someone else and he absolutely hated that draft uh, because they basically took his work and turned it into torture porn. And, um, you know, that gave rise to the internet rumor that um, Gunner walked away from his own project. He did not. He did walk away from that second draft though, by those other people. And I read that draft and, and I can't blame him. You know what I mean? Like I, I just basically said to him, I'm just going to take this and just drop it right in the garbage. So, um, cause you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I'm being chased, uh, through the bowels of an abandoned asylum, I often stop for oral sex, you know, it's just <laughs> one of those things. Always, always. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, when you're being chased by psychopaths, it's, it's always time to get, you know, time to get hot. So yeah. it's never um, a bad time for sex, apparently. Right, yeah, it's a, usually a bad time for sex. So. <laughs> I think they were. I think they were probably watching American Horror Story because isn't that like the beginning <laughs> of Asylum? Is like uh, oh, Adam right. Levine and yeah. his girlfriend getting jiggy oh, in the yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah, Asylum. Yeah. So maybe they were just inspired. They're or, like, or maybe they were just uninspired. Is <laughs> what it really is. Touche. They. Um, <laughs> it just kind of turned into that, and and he knew that his original script he said himself was, was too artsy and that it, it wasn't, you know, he was very concerned about making sure uh, that we put the emphasis on, on the, the battle between good and evil and, and their representations for each other. So he went through a number of things. Um, he had uh, four characters known as the four, four horsemen. 
and he mandated that they remain in, in whatever draft that comes out. So I changed them up, called them the five evils, and added a woman to the, to the men to kind of round out the points on the pentagram and name them the five evils. The, the catch is with working with Gunner is he had a hell of a lot more on his mind because he was dying and he never let on. He never let on once that he was ill. He never let on at all that his time was limited. And now, of course, with hindsight being 2020, you can look back and you can go, oh, well, now maybe I see because he was very, very concerned about this movie getting made. And he, I think he was looking for, you know, that kind of assurance before he departed that this movie was going to get made. Um, and I just don't know how he did it. Like, you know, he sat with me on the phone. We sat in person and we worked on this and I sent him, you know, uh, my, my 10 page treatment. And uh, in the end, you know, he came back, you know, I think only a couple weeks before he died. And he said, you know, I, I give I give this script your blessing, my blessings. So. Um, but I just don't know how he did all of that, knowing that, you know, he had such a fast moving cancer. I mean, he had pancreatic cancer and, um, I just don't know how you get up every day and go, how can I go work on a script knowing that I'm going to be dead in a couple months? I, I don't know how you do that. So it's another testament to his, um, strength and his, and his will. So uh, just nothing but nice things to say about him. A very kind man. And, uh, it's a shame that he's gone. We, we lost a really great person in the conventions are a little more empty without him. I, I've been a Texas Chainsaw fan forever, and so it, it's it's such a bummer. Like, I never got to meet him at a con, and so, you know, it's it's right up there with George Romero dying on my birthday. So, like, I'm like, wow, uh, horror curse. Yeah. I've been cursed for the horror movies now, but... Um, so, what we saw on the screen, is that, like, is that the story you came up with that he approved, or did it evolve in any way, or...? Well, no, it didn't really evolve too much, because... Another one of the problems that he said he had uh, was that the original story was about a, a group of documentary filmmakers that go into the uh, basement of this abandoned asylum. And I said, well, Gunner, I, I said, we, we kind of have seen this before. We've seen this movie, you know, and and it was hard for him to integrate the cameo characters, um, you know, all these horror names that were going to be in it. And, and it wasn't very organic. And it was just kind of like, you know, I told him, I said, what, what we really have here is an R-rated Scooby-Doo episode, you know, <laughs> where it's, it's just kind of like, oh, look, there's Sid Haig. Oh, look, there's Tony Todd. And they, they didn't really do much except pop up on the screen and then they did their thing. They killed somebody and then they left. And um, he knew that. And he said, well, this is why you and I are working on this. <laughs> so, um, you know, I came up with the prison idea because I, I was sitting in a bar writing the treatment and the preview for Jurassic world came on and it hit me, you know, what, what if we had these people touring this underground facility that kept the worst monsters in the world and they got out, you know, the ride breaks down and they get out. They were on the tour and the ride broke down. And so basically, you know, death house is more along the lines of, uh, you know, Jurassic park without the dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good, pretty good analogy. I did. I did enjoy the, uh, the the jail metaphor. I thought that was pretty effective. Thank you. So, also, you you did uh, kind of answer one of my questions that, uh, earlier was about the the visual design of the five evils because I thought that was that was pretty compelling to me. I thought they were all. I, I wanted I wanted even more five evils. I wanted to hear more about them. I thought they were so engaging. Yeah, yeah, and they were they were designed that way to to 
leave you with more questions and, than answers. And their visual design was, you know, part of what I sat down with with the, the production designer. Um, who really outfitted the, the prison in a lot of neat things because we always envisioned that the prison was probably a state-of-the-art place. Um, you know, Death House was a state-of-the-art place back when they built it in the, in the late 40s, early 50s. But like with most government facilities, they never did much to, to really upkeep it. So instead of like renovating, they just added shit to it. And eventually as the building ages and you have new technology alongside very old technology, and it's just kind of this bric-a-brac of, of technology, and that's what I liked about it. So the, the five evils have these kind of like retro restraining suits on. We, we don't know exactly how they work. They glow, um, and it keeps them there. But the other thing was is, you know, with the five evils, we wanted to make sure that they didn't become kind of like the, uh, the, the updated version of the Cenobites, you know, a lot of people expected them to walk out and be, you know, encased in latex with gooey makeup and pinhead type kind of, you know, style. And, and that's not what we did. The, the point, in, if you remember in the film, is they talk quite a bit about the banality of evil and that, you know, if you took the five evils out of those restraining outfits, they could be walking right alongside you in public and they could be your teacher. They could be in law enforcement. They could be a doctor. Um, that's the true banality of evil instead of some hulking monstrous looking thing that would stand out in a crowd immediately or, or reject from a freak show, which we've again seen before. And that's why Bill Mosley's line when he steps out, when we finally meet him is he says, I am God, the great and terrible. He is the man behind the curtain is what he is. He's just this little man behind the curtain and it's both anticlimactic. And yet at the same time, very interesting, at least I thought from a directorial point of view. I, I definitely enjoyed that. And I love Bill Mosley. Like, I'm such a hardcore Bill Mosley fan. You know, since I saw him in House of a Thousand Corpses, like, when I was, like, in college, I, I had to get my hands on every single thing that I could find that he was in. And so I was excited to see him in such an interesting role and not just as, like, you know, henchman number two. Because he, he gets a lot right. of those kind of roles as well where, you know, in some cases he'll be like this big baddie and then sometimes he's Joe Blow henchman that you see for three seconds and never right. see again. So and I we was, didn't want that. Yeah, we I didn't was, want him just to pop on screen and, you know, oh, look, there went Bill Mosley. You know, like that that's the hard part of juggling all of that and making sure that these cameos actually make sense. And um, I think we overall, I think we did that pretty well. I agree, and I, I find it, it's funny because, like, going through the list of people who were in the movie after we saw it, it was like there were people, I was like, oh, my gosh, that was so-and-so, like, like you know, uh, Felicia oh, yeah. Rose. I was like, oh, my gosh, she was in this? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so it was, you know, it was really exciting to kind of see that. And, you know, that kind of leads into my next question, which is, you know, the movie's being called, like, The Expendables of Horror, and oh, yes. so you have like Kane Hodder, Tony Todd, Bill Mosley, Sid Haig, Danny Trejo. Who are you most excited to work with? Uh, you know, that that's a trick question, because if I say that, I'm going to piss somebody off. You know, like, <laughs> somebody's going to say, oh, you were excited to work with that person, but you didn't you weren't excited to work with me. Um, I, you know, I, I think that the cool thing is, is you know, and, and I, I don't mean to sound like all politically correct, but. They, I, I was excited to work with all of them because they all represent not only a piece of my past and, and you know, memories growing up with them in, in the movies, 
but also at the same time, you know, they all brought something different to learn from. Like during my lunch, I would just sit and listen to Sid Haig. I would sit down and we'd eat together. And I, I would just sit there and say, just talk to me about the business. And he's like, what do you want to know? I said, go ahead, start back when you got into it. I want to know. I want to know how distribution changed. I want to know what it was like to work with Roger Corman. I, I want to know how the industry has changed so much. And he was just a fountain of freaking knowledge, man. He, he really was. And I just absolutely adored working with him. Um, Tony Todd, the same way. He was just like the epitome of just like horror cool. And uh, Kane, who was just, you know, the, the, the set prankster is what he was. He's just, you know, he's a jackass. And I, I love that. So the you killer know, and just I is a lot of fun. So the killer and I is a very accurate description of like depiction of him then. The what? The killer and I. There's a he uh, he wrote this book with um, oh yes Michael Aliosi yes. and then they did a TV show about it. Like it's like this little yes. mini horribly produced. I mean, it literally looks like someone filmed it on a cell phone camera, but it is so <laughs> funny. It's on Amazon Prime, I think, right now. And it's the episodes are not very long, and it's just them traveling around being weird, and like Kane Hodder's like hitting him in the nuts, and like I'm like, is this like really how he is? Like, because I met him at a screening here in town, and he was very serious and you know very businesslike, and granted he was choking everybody in their photos, but you know, so I've always been curious, like, is he very serious or is he very playful? Like, because I've seen well, both. He's, he's- He's serious when it comes to his role and, and his depiction on screen. Um, but once he, he sees that things are in control and, and that it's going the way that it should be, he's just so freaking funny. I mean, he and I, I swear every day we quoted Blazing Saddles to the point where <laughs> my nickname for him was the sheriff. You know, I'd be like, morning, sheriff. You know, like, it was just terrific. That's crazy. Is there anyone you wish would have been able to have been in the film? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, our number one that we really wanted that we didn't get was Robert Englund. And and that was because, you know, his schedule did not permit it. I mean, he was in the middle of two projects when the money moved. And that's the thing, you know, you when the money finally moves, it doesn't mean everybody's schedule is open, you know? Yeah. So it it comes down to, you know, like when it moved, Robert's like, ah, you know, like, we even tried. He was he was generous enough to say, well, maybe we could shoot something like in my backyard. You know, I'm home for like 24 hours. I think he was heading to Scotland or something. And it was like, I, I guess maybe we could, but it just didn't materialize. I mean, the, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, it would have been a, a slap job kind of cameo, which is the exact thing I was trying to avoid. Gotcha. So I have a couple quick questions for you. I mean, I know I haven't seen the movie yet, but I just wanted to know, um, while you were filming and writing all this, what was the most exciting thing about it? What was the most challenging thing about it? And since I haven't seen it yet, what was really, like, your favorite part of the finished product? Um, wow, that's a really good question. Um, it was exciting to write, the, you know, the entire concept that I'm going to be packing all these people in. Yeah. And it was exciting to see where they were going to go. And, you know, I, I crafted you know, roles that, like for Dee Wallace, I mean, you know, she's usually known as America's mom, you know, that kind of thing. And um, I wanted to give her a role that we really haven't seen her in before. She's very cold and she's very brutal in this movie. She's not the usual Dee that we know and we love. And I really wanted that. And she she more than nailed 
the role in it. I mean, she comes across as just about as warm as a cry for help. Yeah, she was. And, she yeah. was. She was killer. No pun intended. Yeah, well, maybe I did intend. That oh then. yeah, she, she's <laughs> wonderful in it. And and also the same thing with Barbara Crampton, who kind of is more along the line of um, you know the the lighter version of Dee's character. They you know and and Barbara and Dee had this kind of thing on set that they built this whole background between the characters themselves that really they were once lesbian lovers and and the whole thing like that and and it actually made sense it was quite good um so that was fun you know to to see these actors and you're putting in some roles that that are really going to challenge them yeah and then also to see how they come to life like working with courtney palm and how she brought agent boone to life and the fact that you have a horror movie that's dominated truly headlined by very strong female performances you know and I, i think that's terrific yeah, I can't really, I mean, other than Jamie Lee Curtis, I can't really think of very many, like, women in horror that actually, like, really dominate the scene whenever they're on screen, so. Well, I think, I think right. Catherine Isabel, like, Ginger, from Ginger Snaps, and then Emily Perkins, the pair of them, every movie that either of them are in, I think they do a great <laughs> job. So, hint, hint, wink, wink, if Death House 2 comes around, can we get, can we get Catherine Isabel to come, <laughs> come, maybe be a werewolf or something, because... <laughs> sure, let her let her know we're looking, and I'll, I'll gladly put her in if she's interested to, to work with her. me. I really <laughs> wanted to get Ashley Lawrence in as well, and uh, Heather Leggenkamp, but again, schedules didn't work out. Oh man, oh man, those would have been great. That that would have been <laughs> awesome. So Ashley and I are Twitter friends, so you know it was just it didn't work. You uh, know what I mean? But maybe next time. She's adorable. She's wonderful. Yeah, a women of horror movie would kind of be incredible. Yeah, like, like a similar similar situation, but with like all women. <laughs> I I would firmly back this. Like I think an Indiegogo is necessary for this. <laughs> <laughs> women in Horror Month is February, so uh. <laughs> it would totally be a thing. Um, do you have any fun stories from the set? Oh, I've got lots of fun stories. I mean, one of my favorites was when um, in L.A. Bill. Bill Mosley, Michael Berryman, and Kane all arrived on set, and they were they were screwing around. And all of a sudden, they they did the entire you know uh, opening of three of the Three Stooges doing the hello hello, hello. <laughs> and that was just so funny to watch them doing it. And I even said to the cameraman at one point, I said, you know, I said we're we're witnessing something pretty cool here, you know. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. I. I met Michael Berryman at Horror Find in like 2002, I think it was, and he's such a sweet guy. Is, is he still super sweet? And, I mean, I remember he talked to me for like half an hour. He didn't have to keep talking to me, but he just kept talking, and he was so friendly. And you know, I just that was awesome. <laughs> I'm looking at Matthew like he's looking at me like I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have a question. I'm a my job. Dang. <laughs> Okay, well then I'm going to go back again because I'm going to just dominate here. Um, I, I mentioned that I'm a huge Texas Chainsaw Massacre fan, so when Leatherlace came on the screen, I, I just about lost my shit in my chair. <laughs> like, I was dying because, like, I literally did a female Leatherface costume, uh, like, way, way, way back. And I even made a mask and everything. And so was that something, like, Gunner came up with? Or was that just a tribute to him? No, that was me. Okay. That was me, and, and it was we we specifically chose Debbie Rashan uh, to play the role 
because of her her closeness to Gunner, and it was it was something we felt very strongly about, and she was so touched that we asked her to do it. Now, if you notice the face, the the leather face that she's wearing, um, it is modeled on Roman Polanski. Really? <laughs> you go back and you you go back and look at that face. That's Roman's face. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> I know we were uh, we were kind of half half joking about uh, Death House two a minute ago, but are there further plans for Death? Oh House? yeah, the script is written. Oh yes, Ooh, nice. You've heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the script is written. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, I was so excited to see that it was playing here in Tempe because I was literally. I mean, you know, I've been bugging you on Twitter, but I've been waiting and waiting, and I'm like, okay. When are we getting it on Netflix? When's it going to be on Netflix? Because I didn't think we were going to get yes. it here. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it came you... up in a geek group, and they were like, oh, it's screening at Arizona Mills. And I was like, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, what did you think of the elevator drop? That was the <laughs> freaking best part of the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. We were because dying. You know why? You know why? Because the elevator drop is total bullshit, and that's why I put <laughs> it in there. <laughs> the elevator drop is total fucking bullshit. And what I did it for is when we were editing this thing, the editor looks at me and he goes, you know, Harrison, he goes, I got to tell you, you know, this this elevator drop is totally unrealistic. I said, really? So Kane gets his guts ripped out and he stands up and that's OK. You, you buy that. Um, you have these creatures in this room and uh, you buy that. But, you know, they wrap some cloth around their hands and slide down an elevator shaft and you call bullshit. Really? <laughs> our, our, excuse me. Our theater was cheering during that part when we saw it. Like, people were <laughs> clapping and laughing and it That's was... That's what I wanted. It was a very fun... Like, I would love to see this get, like, some midnight screening pickups because this would be like... Well, that's what we want. We would love to see this turn into another Rocky Horror because I made it for that exact purpose. I want audiences laughing, clapping, shouting back at the screen. <laughs> I, I want all of that. That's what I made this for. That, so do you have any Do you have any news, speaking of Netflix and all of the VOD and stuff, do you know anything about the releases that you can tell us yet? Or No, I, I really don't. Not as of yet, but that news is coming. Okay. Um, Are they planning, and, like, and a I think DVD you're going to be really Blu-ray? pleased with the home video release because... Uh, uh, the way that the the film will be packaged, it's going to be a, a collector's dream. Oh, that's awesome! That's, oh, that's, that's what I love to hear. I mean, we're we do the whole you know Scream Factory, Arrow, Criterion, blah blah blah. Oh, so. I love Scream Factory. I'm so glad they do what they do. I I do too, and I I would love to see them actually get Death House and do a treatment for the cover. Like that would be to me something that would be really yeah. really fun. Okay, let's see. What I think so too. I, you know what? That's that is that that would just be something because they they just done so much to resurrect uh, some great classics from the eighties. They really have. Yeah, we've we've picked up a, a few of them recently. Like Hell Knight, we just picked up, and we've been we've been buying them nonstop. It's kind of ridiculous. So nah, we, it's a good thing. I'm gonna let Matthew ask the last question. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, last question. What, so, the the creatures in the room and the microphone that really got under my skin. What was the inspiration for those? 
Well, you know, it, uh, there were a couple inspirations. One of them was uh, there's a lot of stuff based on the MK Ultra experiments from the 19, you know, 40s, 50s, and 60s, the mind control stuff and all that. That right, you know, some say true. really happened, others say it's just urban legend. And you know, quite frankly, I don't care either way. Um, so the the other thing was is one of those. I it, it was part of one of those stories with the MK Ultra thing that of the of the famous Russian sleep deprivation experiment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Did something yeah. about that these, these I don't know if it's true, um, and I, I kind of doubt it is, but, you know, it's a great story. It's a great internet urban legend that, uh, you know, Stalin was ordering these these soldiers, these prisoners of war to be experimented on with some, some odd chemicals, and they were deprived sleep, and they, they withered into these these horrible, like, undead things. And um, I always thought that was interesting. So it's like, well, that that might make a nice addition to Death House. So that's how they they came about, you know. And they're eating their babies, and they were creepy. things like that. Like that scene was probably the most unsettling scene of the whole movie. Like with the one screaming into the microphone, it was that's just all she does. Yeah. So like, oh god, well, that's. It was nice because, like the Five Eagles, like you didn't overexplain it. You didn't overexplain why there's a microphone in there, but there was surely an unwholesome reason for it. Which is, yeah, really helped sell it. This week. <laughs> I'm really glad you guys appreciate the monsters because, yeah, you know, I love creatures and and I love monster movies. So we had to get some monsters. I mean, yet, I mean, yes, you know, the other criminals are monsters, but. I mean, we're talking like real goopy, you know, monster monsters, and that was a lot of fun. And I, I, I think we gave them just the amount of right amount of screen time. Yeah, you nailed it. Like, nailed it 100%. Oh, uh, thank you. Well, I want to thank you, uh, Harrison, for hanging out with us. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. But, no, yeah, this has been, like, amazing and great. So, like, we'll go ahead and promote this. And uh, speaking of promoting and everything, that do you have uh, any place where if people are looking to follow your work or you just want new friends on Twitter and Instagram and all that good jazz or if you have any upcoming projects, uh, go ahead and promote away. Well, I mean, uh, Garlic and Gunpowder, my first comedy, is now out on, on video streaming platforms and will be heading to Netflix and such coming up. But right now you can find it on Vudu and Amazon and all that. It's a fun comedy with a big cast. I mean, we have Judy Tenuta, Michael Madsen, Vivica Fox, James Duvall. Uh, Felissa Rose is also in that. She plays a 300-pound drug lord in it, and it's absolutely <laughs> fantastic. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it's it's a cross between, like, it's a mad, 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 mad world and um, uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that sounds fantastic. It's extremely extremely politically incorrect we already had one person who made a comment on amazon saying oh did i mention this movie is terribly racist no it's not it is not racist it's making fun of it all yeah you know and again i'm willing to bet it's some uh you know upper middle class white person that is saying this so i'll be racist and say because they seem to be always the ones who have a stick up their ass and, and are just so worried about everything um, no, I, I totally I didn't agree with you. More. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. They're always uh, it's it's always like, why are you defending yeah, other people? <laughs> Worry about your right, own yeah, shit, man. Because, because they're letting everybody know how virtuous they are. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but it's a lot of fun and uh, pokes fun at racism and everything across the line, and and it's goofy and it's stupid, 
And uh, that's what I love. One one review said right out, they said, it might be one of the most goddamn stupid movies I've ever seen that I just laughed from beginning to end. I'm like, well, thanks. That's a great review. <laughs> I wanted it to be very like you. And then that same one that said it was racist. They're like, oh, and the green screen sucks. Dude, we were doing the compliment from like it's a mad, 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 mad world with a bad projection. You know, when you're driving a car and it's that projected yeah, screen yeah. in the back. That's what we're doing. We could have easily shot it on the road. We didn't want to do that. We we did the you know the rear projection thing, like you know when James Bond is driving, when Sean Connery's driving, and you know he's just moving the wheel and the highway's <laughs> going like crazy all in the background. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's basically your. It's it's amazing. It's, it's like amazing a tongue in cheek. People you know? just don't remember anymore. They don't get it. They don't they don't get film anymore. You know, like they become so literal. Instead of looking at what should be abstract or this is a tip of the hat to something, they people have lost the ability to, to, to think critically. Oh, they yeah. really have. Well, yeah, and they, I think, they I think with movies, people have lost the ability to have fun with it. Like, everybody wants to see the next, like, Oscar winner or the next, like, you I know. Don't. Right. Like, they want to see these, like, serious movies that are just going to, like, drive us all to depression and... You know what? Yeah. I want a movie like Death House where I can sit there and laugh and like revel in the ridiculousness. I want a movie like Pacific Rim Uprising where I know there's nothing redeeming about it, but it's fun and it's popcorn and like I there like good go. movies, but I also want to balance that with a movie that is fun and enjoyable. Yeah, like one of my favorite movies of 2017 was Happy Death Day. Exactly. Like, because it was just so cheesy and made fun of itself the entire movie, and it was highly entertaining, but it was still a horror movie. And it was it, yeah. well, it was more of like a dark comedy, but it, like, it had that lightheartedness to it where it was like, yes, there's going to be some like jump scares, but at the same time, we're making the fun of it. Like, fun of, we're making fun of our own movie, and it's okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, and I agree with you. I think horror has lost a, a large sense of its of its own sense of humor, I, I really think. And, yeah. you know, we, we either have these films that, you know, you have a lights out, which is basically what I've always called is jump scare the movie. That's what they should have really called it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, that's all it is, right? And people are like, oh, my God, like, you know, peop- the hype thing is just out of control as well, too. You know, oh, my God, it's this is the most terrifying movie ever. This, this is. And then you watch and you go, come on, give me a break. I got to say, Veronica you know, did like, not terrify me. Oh, no, it did not. We, we reviewed that. <laughs> no, and, and again, yeah. it's it's all about that hype bullshit. That's all it is. And I've never overhyped Death House. It is not the scariest movie you're ever going to see. But it is a lot of fun. As I've described it, it is a roller coaster ride through the fun house. Yeah, That's you- how I wanted it to be. I used to work at a theater, and we used to have a joke that the more hype about a movie there was, the worse it was. So, oh yeah, yeah. Well, in that case, Jaws: The Revenge should have had a lot of hype. <laughs> <laughs> that movie, man. Touché. Oh, I can't even. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're yeah, you're right with the hype and stuff because it's like I always hate that because me, I rather just someone go like, hey, I saw this movie. I'm like, did you like it? It's like, yeah, it was really fun. To me, that's to me, that'll be like, okay, I'll go check it out. But as soon as someone's like, oh my god, this is probably the best movie I've seen this year. It's like, well, slow down. It just it's February. It's we're st- <laughs> we're, we're still out of the gates right. on the new year. It's, you know, it's February. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like when people well, when like I do saw that. when I saw the hype when the Babadook came out and they <sighs> they trotted oh, out yeah. that quote from uh, William Freakin. You know that this is the most terrifying movie I've ever seen. It's like. 
you know, this fucker better really live up to it. Cause I mean, this is the guy from the exorcist and it's like, if he's saying it's scary, okay, I'm going to watch it. And when it was done, I'm Twitter friends with William Freak, and I almost wanted to tweet him and just go, come on, dude, how much did they pay you for that quote? Seriously, that yeah. movie was such a disappointment. Oh, it was terrible. It was On every right. level, I, mean, I But you know what? It wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a disappointment if they would have just said, this is, you know, a, a really creative, you know, small Australian horror entry, um, inventive at times or whatever, and more of a psychological thriller. But stop calling this shit the scariest movie of the year. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To- I, totally I totally agree. agree. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, I think I think you just like made all of us speechless. We're all like, wow. <laughs> no, well, because you know, it really it really it, it cheapens the genre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everybody's asking me about the new Halloween and it's like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's gonna be any good or not. I mean, you know, John Squires made a point one time, he said, Well, you know, no, not we don't need to have a movie because, you know, somebody asked, you know, do we really need another Halloween? And he wrote, well, it's not a matter of needing. I get what he's saying. But at the same time, I'm like, I, I don't know. What more are you going to do with this? You know, I mean, do I want to see a 62 year old Michael Myers? I-, I don't know. So, you know, I mean, it may be good for all I know. I'm, look, I'm going to go see it. It's going to get my money. So I'm, I'm going to go see it. And it's got to be a hell of a lot better than Halloween H2O because I'm telling you, the Halloween series, and this is what I wrote on, I have a a blog called Cinema, C-Y-N-E-M-A, and it's about uh, cynicism in filmmaking. It's not a film review site because, you know, the internet doesn't have enough of those. Yeah, we don't. We need more. Right. So, you know, what I did was is, uh, you know, I I started writing about, you know, the effect of cynicism on on film. And, you know, I, I wrote that basically Halloween is very much akin to the Amityville series. And that is they're they're just other than, and not even the original with Amityville, but with Halloween, really Halloween is the only good one. You know what I mean? That the sequels are lackluster to sloppy. Everybody goes, well, H2O. No, 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 no. H2O is stupid. And, and you have only, the only reason it gets a free pass is because Jamie Lee Curtis came back. I mean, come on, go sit and watch that movie. I actually did rewatch it recently. And you know what? I still have a soft spot in my heart for it because I think it was the first slasher movie I ever saw in the movie theater. Well, how old were you? I was like probably like 12 or 13. There you go. You were 12. So, so like, when I watch it now, I think I just get all the good feels. Like, I'm like, oh, man, that was my first slasher. And, yeah, Michael Myers. And, you know, that's... All of that's fine. You know, like, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a movie. I mean, I'm sure there are people that enjoy Jaws the Revenge, and when they get back on their medication, they'll they'll understand that they should. <laughs> I, don't even, but... I, I, I am a firm lover of Jaws 3. Like, I, I don't care what anybody says. I love that I, one. I do. I but, have a soft spot for Jaws But 3. Jaws the Revenge is so bad. Like Right, and that that's my point. If you read my cinema blog, I, I write about that. I, I'm much kinder to Jaws 3 because I think Jaws Jaws 3 was made by people who really wanted to make a good movie but they just couldn't you know what I mean like it just had a lot of problems but also it just wasn't really made by some talented I filmmakers think they spent That's their the entire budget issue. on Lewis but Jaws the Revenge was people sitting around in an, in an accounting room going how can we fuck people <laughs> let's let's make Jaws the Revenge yeah this, this should fuck people pretty good out of their money. 
where Jaws 3 was like, we're really going to try to make something here, and, and it just didn't work. You know what I mean? I don't think Joe Alves, who set out to make a crappy film, especially after being production designer on, on the two other films, I, I don't think he set out to make a bad movie. But there, there was nothing good, because Jaws the Revenge wasn't even a movie when it went into production. They didn't even have a script when they started shooting. They didn't have anything. Wow. They were just kind of like, yeah, okay, well, let's do this. Oh, that Bring sounds good. Yeah, time. let's put that in there. Yeah, it's it was And that's bad. my point. <laughs> it was very bad. And they basically, it's when it got marketed, that. I read that when they marketed it, it was actually like they ignored Jaws 3, and they actually marketed it as a sequel to Jaws 2. Yeah. So yeah. They, they basically and that's, disregarded that's, it. That's my point. Like, the cynicism behind it is... That's Jaws the Revenge inspired my cinema blog because <laughs> I call it the worst motion picture ever made and the reason why. And people go, oh, no, Plan 9. No, 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 no. Ed Wood may have been an inept filmmaker, but he didn't sit in his apartment painting, you know, hubcaps and all of that stuff and fake saucers because he said, how can I fuck the audience? Jaws the Revenge was created simply that they went, OK, Jaws made X. Jaws 2 made X of X. Jaws 3 still made money and made X of X. So there's still money to wring out of this franchise. And it doesn't matter what we make because these dumbasses are going to pay money to see it. And I was one of those dumbasses who paid money to see it and walked out going, yup, I was royally screwed. And, you know? and, and there was nice nothing about it. it. There's yeah. nothing you can defend in Jaws the Revenge. There is nothing. Michael it Caine. is a totally, in, <laughs> yeah, it's an indefensible film. No, it's really, I agree. It's indefensible. Like, there is nothing remotely good about that movie. Like nothing. There, it's just all bad. Like everybody did it for a paycheck, and it is so yep. obvious that everyone did it for a paycheck. Yeah, I feel Absolutely. like they basically just kind of created Jaws of Revenge just to keep trying to pull money out of something that was already dead. But I mean, honestly, I'm totally fine with that if they keep doing that with the Halloween movies, just because I want to see Mike Myers at like or Michael Myers at like 82 years old. Like holding a walker, like chasing after kids with a knife in his hand, going yeah. So, so the know. funny part is though, if right. you do that, all the kids would still die because we're like, oh look at this fucker, and they pull out their phones and they wait oh, and yeah. send them <laughs> So you know, you so can see yeah. pictures yeah. and yeah. a selfie with him in the background about to stab them. You know, oh, they have okay. to remix the song yeah. though. <laughs> Make it slower. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, mean, I, I don't know maybe maybe there'll be a scene in this new one where you know Jamie Lee is eating her Activa and you know, that, that gives, yeah. gives her the motivation to get running before she craps her pants before Michael finally catches up with her yeah I don't know <laughs> how that I would stand up and cheer I'm pretty excited to see her in a Halloween movie again though like I know that they are just catering to me like as a horror fan and they are just like I get it I, I understand that they are doing this but I am still so excited to see her <laughs> in a Halloween movie again. Well, I mean, if, if the argument was that Jamie Lee Curtis redeemed H2O, hopefully she'll, you know, really... I don't yeah, know but see, then she, movie. although she re technically redeemed H2O, she turned around and did the Tara, Tyra Banks one. You know what I mean? And it's like, Is that oh, Resurrection? Is that Halloween Resurrection? <laughs> yeah, Resurrection. I think I tried watching that one and I laughed because it was like the found footage one. And we're horror, like, oh Matthew God. and I are found footage junkies. We watch any one of them, all of them. And I'm like, wow, guys, like, you couldn't even make a Halloween found footage movie, right? Really? Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. It's just. Uh, and then you kill Tyra Banks off screen. 
Come on, at least give us yeah, you give know, us that. Choke her out. Oh, she I would love to see Tyra Banks die. She on probably screen. wouldn't like let that happen. She had a contract where they couldn't like kill her on screen. You know that that's what happened. Probably. Well, that was the best part about House of Wax is you got to see Paris Hilton die on screen. That was great. This is true. Oh, yeah, the theater I was in, people cheered when they killed her. <laughs> yep. That's yep. No, the reason why they couldn't kill Tyra Banks on screen is because America's top model and all the models would be like, well, what happens to my career? She's dead now because. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't all, get all it. All the geniuses, right? All the geniuses will be wondering what happens. Yeah, to they'll be like, oh, do, is the show still going? You know. <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> uh, I'm going to hell for that, but okay. Uh, uh, you're not. You're if you're going to hell for that, I I'll be way ahead of you. Oh shit! Sure. I was you... gonna say we're gonna have a party. We're gonna like there's, there's gonna be a party waiting. Tiki drinks, yeah. <laughs> right, and then and then we find out that Tara, Tyra Banks is in charge of hell. That oh, is hell. Shit. Yeah, but she can only sacrifice people off screen. <laughs> and then we have to. Right, and then we have to watch. We have to watch Resurrection on loop for eternity. Oh God, oh, that'd be rough. It'd be bad for me because I'd be like, "All right, guys, I know the movie sucks, but it's my fiftieth time around." And you know what? On the thirtieth, it comes back around. Man, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. It could be Jaws: The Revenge. Touche. Actually, it's a mashup. Oh no! <laughs> it's a found footage of Halloween movies with Jaws: The Revenge found footage movie. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> All yeah. shot from the shark's sect. <laughs> from the right, from the shark point of view. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. <laughs> on that note, Harrison. So, if people are looking for you on Twitter or Instagram, how will they be able to find you? Well, they won't find me on Instagram or Facebook because I don't have one. But Good. they will find me on Twitter at Harrison Smith eighty five. Nice, nice. Well, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show with us tonight. Um, and I look forward to if you have any more projects coming up and you want to come back on, feel free to hit us up. You're more than welcome to. Well, thank you. And it was really nice uh, speaking with you all. I'm really glad to hear people cheered the uh, elevator scene in, in Arizona because, like I said, I put that in there to be a total like, here you go. Here's your here's your 30 seconds of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I am super excited to see this scene now. <laughs> You, you should really put that on like yeah. the tagline for the uh, for the movie, like when you put it out on video and stuff. That it's like this does have your thirty seconds of bullshit. <laughs> your favorite thirty seconds of bullshit. Here it is. Here's your thirty seconds of bullshit. <laughs> uh, all right, and thank you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. I think Sarah did a great job interviewing our guest. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, uh, before, cause I'm like, I know this is going to be a very lengthy episode. So I want to actually ask you guys, what do you guys got coming up? Um, oh, I, 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 exactly. Up? There's a bunch of stuff hitting the fans, um, you know, movie wise. And I know you guys gear up for all those. Yeah. There's a Blumhouse picture coming out. Truth or dare. All right. Oh, that's yes. right. We're going to have a giveaway for that. So yeah, I will be entering I'm that. I'm super excited for that. We haven't quite figured out our recipe. Still, still in the works, but it's for a for sure project we will do. Yep. And then we have Ready Player One coming out, which is not horror, but, you know. 80s. Also um, still awesome. Also still awesome. And it does have a Freddy Krueger reference. So. And Chucky. Ah. 
Oh, is Chucky in it too? Yeah, you haven't seen him yet. No. He, like, he, was no, in one of the, he was in one of the things like when people are like jumping. He's like oh, one of the characters. Big fight scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got that. We've got the the giveaway for Unsane that we mentioned earlier, and we are still trying to get to ten thousand people. We're a little bit closer. We're at like eleven eleven hundred and sixteen, I think now. So Actually, talk about that. Yeah, the countdown. When you guys hit that number, the 10,000, uh, you're supposed to be doing something, right? <laughs> yes, we have. We found um, buffalo wing sauce soda and ranch dressing soda. So we're, we are going to try these. Live. Abominations live and let you know. So we're going to try them so that you don't have to. chicken wings with them. Oh, I don't know that I could have that much at <laughs> once. You know, we also, we also found a celery soda that we'll probably bring into this whole event. That used to oh, be God. our uh, white Sorry. elephant gift. Yeah, celery soda. Yeah, it would always go around with a group of friends. I have actually uh, this one. Uh, he lives in Seattle now, but TJ, he's actually he does a lot of work with actually Penny Arcade and uh, stuff. He's a web comic artist. Um, he does Stranger Danger. Actually, check it out. It's really funny. It's about him and his family. Uh, but yeah, he they would they found that the celery soda, and then it would go around that entire group for white elephants. So the one year we got it, we ended up taking out. So we bought like. Um, uh, pint glasses like Simpsons and we removed one of them and we put it in there so people were like well I still want the pint glasses but I don't want the soda so it was kind of like that was like our way to get rid of it kind of thing so it's kind of a cool thing where like someone would get it and then you would forget about it a year later and they would bring it back with something else so I'm very curious about that I kind of I kind of want to try those though with you well if you it help us get to 10,000 we Anyone who wants to join us is welcome to join us. I was going to say, we are trying our damnedest. I'll, I'll put it this way: you get, you get to ten thousand, but before the con, before it's even ten thousand, if you guys can even get it even over that, then I'm going to volunteer. Matthew's going to hate me for this. <laughs> We're going to volunteer Renfro and I as quote unquote Z celebrities <laughs> coming on Geek to Eat to uh, to try the soda as well. Can I volunteer as a silent non-celebrity? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the mediator. We we, we also, we receive a lot of studio swag for the movies we do. So what we've been doing also is we've been saving up some of our swag and we will be giving away a giant prize package full of swag. So many cool t-shirts. Am I allowed to enter in for this? Of course you are. Basically what it will be is it will be all of our followers. (laughs) It will be, it will be a giveaway. I don't even know how we're going to choose this one. But we're gonna throw all ten thousand names in a hat. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a lot of writing. But maybe we'll just like I don't even know how to upload that. Like, oh, yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to upload everyone's names to a list. And we'll, oh, I guess I'm on. Cool. And so, or maybe we'll just find someone who doesn't know anybody, like in the like the names, and we'll be like, oh, that's boring. This list and pick. You know what, just for that, I'm unfriending all my friends who are fans of you just so that you'll randomly (laughs) pick one of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to have, and we might break it down and do, like, instead of one giant swag pack, we maybe do, like, two or three. Yeah, we can probably do, like, third, second, first. Yeah, exactly. And And what you should do, let's see, because is this this all just movie swag or just... It'll be what, uh, you know, we haven't even figured that all out yet. We've, We've been gathering movie swag, but we might throw some gift cards in there. We might throw some... You know, well, some comic books I'll, in there. I'll, I'll just throw this of... out there. It would just be like a great 
geeks geeks who eat grab like geeks who eat a surprise bag or just for for the geeks yeah i'll be the guest uh, like the geekiest geeks, bag geeks who eat mystery oh, box speaking of we will be at the phoenix film festival for geek day we are going to have oh, a booth there you go and oh, we are going to have a um prize and their door prizes we're going to be giving away a like avengers party kit so it's going to have because like, we've done so many avengers recipes like you can you know take this kit Go make these recipes and then throw yourselves an, Avenger an party. awesome Avengers party. Yep, so, just in time for Infinity Wars. Yes. Actually, I just remembered, like, you probably, you might be jealous, but he actually got me a, like, it's Thor and Loki tiki glasses. Yeah, I sent those to them. Oh, yeah, yeah those yeah. are great. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, super excited that I saw them the other day whenever I came home from Ireland. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot about these. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, what you could use if you wanted to, uh, what was you could maybe use for the contest for first, second, and third, and you pick the, your favorite ones, but what is somebody's, if people are going to go see it this year, the uh, player Ready Player One movie. Uh, what was your favorite Easter egg? Because there's yeah, a lot. There's so lot. many Easter eggs in that movie. It's incredible. All Easter yeah. eggs. It should just be called Easter egg. Yeah. Spielberg's like, <laughs> fuck you! Ready player <laughs> Easter egg. He's like, I got an Oscar. What do you got? I'm like, touche, Spielberg. You win again. <laughs> You're like, well, I've got 15 podcasts. Uh, this really isn't uh, B-Horrorcast news, but I have to talk about it because I've been dying to talk about it, and we Go don't do the long box casts at this moment right now, but fuck, did everyone see that new trailer for the Infinity War? Yeah. Oh my yes. god. Okay. The Two. real horror about it is is we need to all resign ourselves to the fact that people are gonna die. No, I already knew that. And I'm really hoping it's Captain America. <laughs> that would make my day. Um oh, that hurts me. I hate Captain America. We already talked about He's this. America. He's a bitch. But the, no 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 oh. this is the thing though. It's, it's gonna be a cap throwdown here in a minute. No, but this is the thing. Yeah, though. no joke. You gotta have people who hate Captain and you gotta have people who hate Iron Man because you know why? Even though we hate those characters, they work fucking well together. And yeah, you know true. what? Iron Man's gonna die too, I think. Oh, I know he's gonna die and I'm gonna be sad. I'm probably gonna shed a tear. I have a feeling that Nebula's gonna die, honestly. Someone today at the comic shop told me that they think Wanda's gonna die, Scarlet Witch. But then my point was, like, she yeah. just started doing the movie. She's still under contract. See, my theory is that, like, Nebula's going to die and uh, Vision is going to die. So then Gamora and Scarlet Witch are going to team up. But, like... I don't think Vision's going to die because I don't think he can really, like... I think, I it's gonna be, I think it's going to be a fake out. Death with Vision. I think it's going to be... Yeah, they, I agree, they, but they I think that that's going to be the catalyst. They remove his stone... He seems like he dies. Scarlet Witch is going to lose her shit, which is a bad move, Thanos. And then, um, but like, there's so many things. The thing that I'm mostly curious about is where the fuck is Ant-Man? I just want to see. Where is Hawkeye? That too. And the thing is, I, I said something when the trailer came out. I'm like, oh my God, what if they literally ripped the rug right underneath? They're not going to kill Ant-Man because. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm getting at. What if they're going to rip the rug right underneath DC and beat them to the punch, and that's the move to kill Thanos as they do what they did to Darkseid with the Atom and Green Arrow, where he shoots an arrow at Thanos, he catches going like, really, this is what the best you got, and then Ant-Man's inside of his like brain just ripping out like neurons and shit like that and basically making him a husk of like nothing, like Thanos, and I'm like, that would be, because that's what they did with, in the comics with Darkseid when like shit was in the fan, that was, like, one of the plays. But they, and I was like, man, if fucking Marvel did that, and just be like, hey, DC, fuck you. <laughs> like, oh, shit. 
that's what I'm curious. I'm like, they haven't showed those two, and that's what I'm wondering if that's like their card. Like that's the, how we're gonna do it. So it might be. I mean, that's that's a good one of those. Like, whoop, didn't see me coming because exactly. I'm really small. Exactly. But didn't they do that in uh, like I don't know? Like it's not really didn't see it coming because didn't they do that in Civil War? They they did because Ant Man snuck inside Iron Man's suit and started unplugging everything. Yeah. But that could have been like it hey, could have been like the foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. But honestly, like the two characters that I would love to see in Infinity War that I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see is Deadpool going up against Thanos because that would just be fucking hilarious. And honestly, I just want to see Lady Death. I don't care if it's in Deadpool. I don't care if it's in Infinity War. I don't care where it is. I just want to see Lady Death. I don't Man, think they're going to touch know. that. Wait, Lady Death, like the, Ryan the movie Lady Death? No, right, Lady Death as in Deadpool is in love with her. She's in love with Deadpool, but Deadpool can never actually be with her because he can't no, no. die. Okay. Oh, you, you mean, you mean Death, Death, like the, the cosmic entity Death? That yes, Thanos... as in Lady Death as in like the purple cloak yeah, 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 and like yeah. the skull. Yes. Like I where Thanos literally that character well, at all. Yeah, literally, Death, like, Death that's that's yeah, why like, Thanos wants to kill half the universe exactly, to make he sure does it's that balanced. To, he does because that, he's in love with Lady Death uh, and he, he wants does her that to impress Lady, Lady Death and Lady Death does not care because she loves Deadpool because Deadpool can't die. No, 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 no. She doesn't love Deadpool. Deadpool is in love with her, her, but he already knows he can't, because she uses him to do shit for her. So she's like, oh, yeah, well, once you die, then we can be together and he can never die. Thanos, on the other hand, yes, he he basically is in love with death. But the only way death shows herself if there's destruction, chaos and death, basically. So that's why even in the Infinity War trailer, when he actually says he's all like, I'm only going to kill half of you. Because he just wants, he's basically. He just wants the destruction to see. As fucked up as this is, it's kind of like a weird, sick, romantic story because he's like, I'm basically. I'm basically destroying half of the universe for you just so I can gaze upon you. Because that's the only way she reveals herself. And you're kind of like, oh, that's poetic, but fucked up at the same time. (laughs) So. But yeah, but no, no. Lady Death isn't really in love with anybody. I mean, she's mate, just Lady Death. She's just Lady Death. But Deadpool, and the only reason why Deadpool's in love with her is because she has huge fucking tits. <laughs> man, that is. I mean, would you really expect anything it's, else from Deadpool? No, I wouldn't. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's like it's not really in love. It's more like I just want to bone the bone. You know, <laughs> I just want to bone the skull. But yeah, no, I don't know if they'll ever do that. But it is kind of funny that uh, oh fuck, what's his I, name? Like I said, I know that would never happen, but I really want to see that. Well, you never know. Disney did buy Fox. So. The deal isn't done. Oh, is it? Well, deal, yeah, like, deal isn't done. The production's got to have like so much lead time. Uh, look, like, I would honestly, this long if for every shit, Marvel movie more. from now on, like just Deadpool Those, randomly showed five. up, I would be happy. I feel like Disney's got to be real careful with Deadpool, and I don't think they're going to try to integrate integrate him into the like the mm-hmm. Avengers universe just because now they're doing like an Avengers ride at Disneyland. Yeah, I mean, or Avengers like, is fully integrated into Disney. Yeah, so they're not going to do anything that is not family friendly, like. Take this from people who work with them and have to go through all the rules and yeah, whatnot. yeah, no, I, I like, guarantee that. Deadpool yeah. is so not anything that Disney <laughs> like. That's why, like, I'm not worried about like the shows on Netflix getting taken over by Disney because they're never gonna put Punisher on their streaming channel <laughs> yeah. or Jessica or Jones, Jessica Jones. Oh, exactly. yeah, or uh, fucking Daredevil, like, like even Iron shows. Fist, but like, oh, none of those that. shows are ever going to be family friendly enough for Disney to put their name like directly on it. It's like 
the like the three clicks rules. Like it has to be three clicks away from their happy like family friendly content. Well, to be fair, I mean they do kill off a lot of like parents and stuff. So I but feel you like never really yeah, see it. I but feel like Punisher be... is kind of like in that same vein. And they don't even do that as much anymore. Like even in Moana, like they killed her grandma, but her parents are both still alive. Like yeah, Rapunzel, true. she gets her parents back. You know, Elsa and Anna, yes, they lost their parents, but they have each other. And also, like, apparently, supposedly, oh, guys, Tarzan is related to... <laughs> like, there was some, like, fan theory that was going around where Tarzan is, like... Their like, brother Their or brother yeah. some bullshit. I was like, this is just dumb. Like, really, people? Come on. Ridiculous. But Rapunzel's a cousin or something because their parents were, like... Because Rapunzel was at the coronation ceremony with Flynn. Oh. Well, maybe it was just a... Neighboring kingdom? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Anyways, this is so not. This anyways, is not yeah. horror. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna. I was just gonna wrap it up. I just had to talk about it because I'm like I've been sitting on like this Infinity War trailer for a while. So, um, but yes, it's uh, somehow we got into Rapunzel. Suddenly, to because it was owned by Disney. I know the. I know how we got to point A to point B. Pff, I'm driving this vehicle. I'm good. Yeah, I'm drunk. <laughs> uh, but yes, I want to thank uh, the geeks who eat for coming on again. And guess what? You guys need to follow. You guys need to like them on Facebook. Where can they do this? Man, search for Geeks Who Eat Anywhere. Search for us online, on Pinterest, on Instagram, on Twitter. Search Geeks Who Eat. You will find us. Come follow us. Yeah, follow them, like them, go to their Instagram. You guys, I swear, your fucking pictures on, like, Come see some free everything. movies. I and your recipes, on. too. Like, your yeah. recipes are fucking great. Like, I was looking at the 80s pictures you took for uh, uh, Player One, and I was just like, I know this was just shot in their place. No, it was actually at Matthew's sister. <laughs> yes, yes. Either way. Okay, but, like, you look at it, and you're going, like, they went to a ve- Like, other, you'd be like, they went to a venue. Like, it looks like, I know, I'm like, I know they know the people who own this, or they own them <laughs> themselves. But in my head, I'm going, like, but it looks like they went to an actual, like, venue, and we're like, oh, yeah, we need a bunch of 80s stuff. And then people are like, oh, here we go. And oh, so, we, and then, we've yeah, got a lot of 80s stuff. That's what I'm saying. We're going to have an 80s party pretty soon because we have a whole lot yeah. of 80s stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, so do we have to justify all the stuff we bought. Perfect. We got this. Do we have to dress in 80s stuff? You can. Absolutely. Fuck, yeah, I can wear my Ghostbusters Windbreaker. Fuck nice. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Glasses at night. <laughs> That's yes. like Matthew's song. Yeah. <laughs> Is that on loop at your 80s party? It will be. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Actually, we're just going to play the Strangers soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a pretty good soundtrack. Hey, either way, it works for me. But I want to thank you guys for coming on. And if you guys are like, oh, man, the geeks you are leaving, guess what? They're going to be back on Socially Awkward at the end of this month. So check that out as well. But thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for contacting our guest as well. Uh, Harrison, thank you for being a guest on the show. And uh, I guess until uh, next time. Carpe noctum. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your 30 mi- 30 seconds of bullshit <laughs> <laughs>